The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Terkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Terkstra Lumber near you to learn more. From the Ticats Audio Network, this is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Welcome to another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. And man, is it a different feeling around Ticats town. Coach, congrats on a huge win. Thank you. Yeah, winning is uh, fun, to say the least. Thank you. Yeah, that was a fun one. And so the atmosphere around Tim Hortons Field is totally different now. Like, you know, like winning's the, the perfect medicine, right? Like everything's different after Saturday night's win uh, against Winnipeg. Uh, for everybody, you know, outside the walls. But Dane, after the game, he kind of shared a sentiment of yours, uh, he said, is maybe that everyone was surprised. We surprised everybody except for ourselves. Is that is that true for, for this team? Yeah, that was kind of the messaging that uh, we kind of said all week. And, you know, it's, hey, listen, everybody has a right to their opinion and um, how we've played and those sorts of things. But, you know, Luke, it's always different in between the walls. And so you ha- you hold on to those things that you're doing really well. It just hadn't shown up in the most important critical stat, and that's winning. Um, but we didn't waver internally on our belief in ourselves and – you know, ultimately it comes down to the execution on the field. So, uh, yeah, that's exactly how we felt, that we shocked uh, the majority of people, if not everybody except ourselves. I, I can't believe that there was a Blue Bomber out there who, who before the game would have thought that that was a realistic possibility. I mean, I, they, they had to be they – they are a confident football team. They've been playing great, and they've lost once this season, and it was close. And you guys went out there – and put on an unbelievable performance of a football game. It's almost like, I mean, it, I actually, I believe that they believed. I mean, the guy, the every black shirt out there looked like they knew it. And that's impressive because I know what it's like to be on a team that's struggling. You know, I, I know what it's like to sort of mentally have to overcome what you know everybody else thinks about you. But it the uh, an ex, uh, key point to me is that fourth quarter and Unger's touchdown, your bench pretty much cl- was on the field. Like everyone cleared the cleared the bench. I mean, you guys had some real authentic energy and excitement going. Yeah, and that's that's um that's the team camaraderie and you know, I think that everybody wanted it so bad and and the fact that it was David and um just the timing of it. They to end that drive that way. I think it was just so much uh, bottled up emotion in there and so you know, so happy for obviously David and Dane and the whole offense for a crazy, impressive, almost an eight-minute drive there. But just for the whole football team, and it's bigger than that. It's the whole it's the whole city of Hamilton that drove home happy. It's the organization. It's the business side. Um, it's the media. It's yourself. It's like it's a different feeling up there. It's it's um, yeah. It's just it's just well earned and well deserved by everybody involved. You mentioned that fourth quarter drive and you know, multiple times throughout the year, right? We've started to see a team climb back on a tie cat lead. And then tonight it's, or, or excuse me, on Saturday night, it was different. You know, you, 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 we saw Zach start to really put some drives together. And then, like you said, a seven plus minute drive, what stands out to you about that drive? What was most impressive to you? They were able to run the ball. A little bit. It wasn't just drop back and pass. It was uh, pass when you needed to, but we were able to run the ball off 
of being backed up there. And obviously that limits the opportunity for incomplete passes, which obviously limits the time that the clock can stop. So, you know, I think it's that. I think it's just how we shared the ball and distributed it. I thought the protection was outstanding. And, you know, it's you can always point to a game and when, when it's sporadic like that. Well, the protection was great on this drive. The, we had a great catch on this drive. We had a great run on this drive. And I think you could say that was a drive that was complete with uh, all of the above. Wes Hills uh, and Sean Thomas Erlington both taking turns making some plays, some impressive first downs, and some really impressive downhill running. Is that is that the Ticats run game, just the tandem uh, running back uh, duos? Well, I think we had a we have a fantastic duo with uh, Don in there. You know, yeah. Don's a ch- nice chase change of pace back, um, along with Erlington. Erlington's kind of that staple guy that's done it all. I know he was a receiver at one time when you played with him, and you know was is obviously talented enough to make make a ratio changing back and so we just you know sometimes you you just change things up and so Wes brings a different dimension and so I think we've had great one-two punches with uh, Don Jackson and Erlington in there and you know this was a time for us to look at Wes Hills and and uh, Erlington. Coach I can think back to, you know, that that game felt big. It felt like a very, really, really big win, almost like a playoff environment. The fans certainly, certainly felt that way. And as I think back to when our team won the 2013 Eastern Final in the Rogers Center, and it was a, yes. it was a huge celebration. We broke a long streak uh, in Hamilton, uh, and we, and it was a, it was a great moment. It was exciting. Uh, Hank Burris, all those guys, Marwan Hage, and all those guys, and. That was fun. We went and got – it was a tough Grey Cup in Sask that year. Yep. Following Eastern Final, do you remember, like, it was like – there was no celebration after winning that Eastern Final. There was, of course, <laughs> like, the ceremony on the field, like, what we had to do. But, like, people – guys didn't want to touch the trophy, that kind of thing. You know, it was like – it was like, don't – like, we're not, we're not going to treat this like we've, like we've arrived sort of the way that it was in 2013. You know, we were going for the Grey Cup there and uh, – Talk to me about after this game because it felt like a celebration to me in a good way. You know, it felt like different from that 2014, some combination of both of those games where you had to celebrate having broken that that uh, mold of losing fourth quarters and the turnover ratio. But, of course, you got a lot of work to do. What was it like uh, celebrating with these guys after this win? Well... I always think that it's important that you do celebrate or smell the roses along the journey. Like it winning is hard. And when you win a lot or as much as we did in 19, people think it just automatically happens and that, you know, other teams don't put together game plans to destroy you or to beat you. You know, you guys had to perform every single day. And it's um, I think you've you've heard me say this numerous times. I, I want everybody to be happy. There's too much hard work that goes into preparation by everybody in the building uh, and on the business side to not celebrate. And so I do think it's okay to be happy with how we played. I don't see a challenge with that. Um, Being satisfied is a whole different conversation. And I don't see any complacency and and satisfaction, but I I do think it's okay to be happy and celebrate uh, that moment because you put in so many hours of work for, you know, an hour of football. And it's important that uh, that you do celebrate uh, with your peers and amongst one another just because of the hard work and everything else that goes into it. So 
Um, like I said, happy for everybody, the whole organization in the city of Hamilton and everybody involved with it. Your defense got three takeaways um, and a defensive touchdown. For most of the year, they've really been a strong unit. I mean, statistically, they've been near the top in a, in a number of categories. They've played well. They've got a, you've got a bunch of, of well-known playmakers on that unit, but the takeaways have been hard to come by. Anything schematic that was changed that helped force these takeaways in the Winnipeg game? I wish, you know, us coaches do want to, you know, you want to take that credit um, in the most, um, in, in a funny sort of way. But yeah. at the end of the day, the players execute, and that's what happened. It's, you know, I'm, a, I'm very big, and we are very big on play opportunities versus plays made. And some people are going to get, you've heard me say this, Luke, and I know I say that every program, but, you know, some, of you are gonna, some people have 13 opportunities to make a play, whether it's an open field tackle, a key block, um, a key catch, and some people are only going to have two or three. And so make yours, and that's going to give us the best chance to win. And I, that's just what I think it is. There's, um, you know, there's points of emphasis always, but if it doesn't transfer, it doesn't matter. And so taking advantage of the ratio uh, in a ball game that requires two phases, usually th- or including three, meaning – you can't give the ball up on special teams or offense, you know, having a zero, giving it up three times and gaining it three times doesn't help anybody. Mm. So I think collectively defense, it's always going to start. You got to take it away to start getting the advantage. Um, but then it's a great job by our special teams and our offense by not turning the ball over also. What does it say about your defense that they were able to do it against, you know, two interceptions against a guy who's on track for potentially an MOP he's certainly in the conversation and against outrightly just a very good football team to, to take the ball over three times and to put six points on the board as well. Yeah, I think it speaks volumes. you you got to do it in the biggest games against the best competition. And they've proven that they can beat anybody uh, in basically almost anywhere. Yeah, hostile environments come from behind wins. They're, they're a talented football team and uh, just proud of our guys for showing up and maintaining and, you know, weathering adversity as much as the score, the scoreboard may say that, you know, we started from the beginning to end. There were there were points in there where we had some key takeaways or, you know, even the field goal to start, you know, little things like five for five on extra points. You know, all the field goals were yeah. good. Those are all things that can shift the momentum of a game. Also, if you miss and you don't want to kick it to Janarian too many times back there if you miss it and punt return. So I thought all three phases did a great job against uh, obviously a two-time, two-time Grey Cup champion team and, and they're rolling again this year in Winnipeg. Of course, in, uh, on the, in the day-to-day operations inside Tim Hortons Field, it's, it's day-by-day, game-by-game, practice-by-practice. But for a second, if we zoom out a little bit, mm-hmm. imagine – your Ticats continue to, to play like that, and they continue to, to trend in that direction of football. I mean, there's a realistic chance that this is a third-time Grey Cup matchup between in a row, of course, Hamilton and Winnipeg. Does that game on Saturday, will that make a difference? Maybe to both teams. Will it be on your mind? Would you imagine that's on Winnipeg's mind? Because that, that was a resounding victory against the best team. And in the event you meet in, in, a, in, a, few, uh, in a few weeks from now, to me, it seems like it would make a difference. 
Yeah, you know, I do have a tough time looking looking far ahead, but I don't mind having a little fun and saying, yeah, I mean, I would obviously I'd welcome a third straight trip against anybody. Uh, it would be an interesting matchup against uh, O'Shea and, and Winnipeg again. And I can't speak for the other football team. You know, I got to believe that they thought they didn't put their best foot forward or maybe they overlooked or didn't execute or whatever they may say. You know, you would have to say that and rightfully so. Um, we did beat them twice in 2019 in the regular season, regardless of who was at quarterback and, mm. and whatnot. We did beat them twice, uh, one time including when they were rolling and when they were undefeated. Um, and then they took the long run. I think they were something like 11-7 and seven that year and went to Calgary and won, went to Saskatchewan and won, and ultimately uh, won the Grey Cup against us uh, in Calgary. So, you know, I not, I'm not sure how much it will phase their organization, um, but that's why you play the game. And for us, yeah, I think it's important to know that, you know, you can – um, and we can play with those people and not just uh, in the meeting room or um, in conversation, but actually on the field. Mm. I, I just remember 2014, you know, facing Calgary in BC plays in the Grey Cup and, you know, not having ever beat Calgary in my career, you know, and, and right. just not not that that kind of kind of it doesn't really matter. But also, I could also see how if I had also dominated Calgary earlier that year, it would feel a little mm. different. And so, interesting. And of course, a lot of moving pieces still left to, to go in this season. But we'll see how uh, we'll see in a couple of weeks on the Coach O Show if we if we're uh, if we're talking about uh, talking about a game like that. Um, Absolutely. Coach Dane's interview after the game credited the O line, who I mean, zero sacks and and you know they played a huge role in that victory. He talked about. Uh, his own sort of mental approach to the game. Um, as you guys came out of the bye week leading into the Winnipeg prep, were you, were you, could you foresee this? I mean, were you expecting him to play that way? Could you see a difference in him? Yeah, I just, uh, just, well, Dane's always going to be able to throw the ball around the field. I mean, he can make every throw. You can hear it whistling when it cuts through. You know, he's, Dane's, you know, consistently working on a changeup you know, and, and making sure he's throwing catchable balls and, and those sorts of things. But, you know, when you're talking about mental preparation, that's usually just between you and you. There's only so much you can do. You can give pats on the back or nods of encouragement and those type of things from teammates and players. But ultimately, you have to have belief in yourself and your teammates got to have belief in you. And so uh, if I sat here and said I knew, yeah, absolutely, I knew Dane was going to throw five touchdowns and no picks and, and scramble for a key first down and you know, be three for three on sneaks, I'd be lying to you. But also to tell you that I'm shocked, uh, I'd be lying to you also because he, we've seen that. We saw a guy come in when Jeremiah went down against Winnipeg and carry us. Um, you know, without him, no offense to our third and fourth string quarterbacks that year, but it's it, it likely looks a lot different in 2019 uh, without Dane. And so, you know, he's proven he can get it done. And it's just nice to see him regain his, regain his form. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was impressive to watch. Four out of four in the red zone, that's another thing the Ticats have, you know, the first two-thirds struggled with. Um, maybe, maybe a different level of uh, connection or mutual understanding with Tommy and Dane, do you think? Was there more aggressive play call down there? What was your take on, on such, a, such a, well, a perfect uh, red zone uh, record on Saturday? Just, you know, sometimes things work out like that. And I'm not saying that this is by chance. It's something that's been emphasized the whole year. 
you know, like I said, the players have to make the plays. The play calls don't make themselves. Um, yes, are some calls better than other calls in three phases of the game? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, the players end up making the plays no matter how good or, or maybe uh, not good, if you will, the play call may be. So, um, yeah, I think it's more of a connection between Dane and the receivers mm-hmm. and, and being on the page and confidence to throw it in there. And then, you know, Dane's got to read the coverage and do those sorts of things. But, you know, you also got to make that play. You know, it, there's a lot of confidence. If a quarterback doesn't have confidence in you, uh, it doesn't mean he's going to throw away from you, but you don't want him saying, ah, better not, better take the sack because of who the receiver might be. And I think, you know, in the teams that you're on, there were so many weapons um, that there was confidence across the board. And, you know, I think nine different players caught passes in that football game. And that's, you know, a tribute to, A, going where the ball needs to go and taking what the defense gives you, but also confidence to throw it to them. Absolutely. Coach, let's get into a fan question. But before we do, listeners, uh, Journey Rewards Road Trip. We're going to start, you'll start hearing about this on the Ticats Audio Network and tune in because you could win a trip to the Ticats October 29th away game in Ottawa with Journey Rewards. Simply hit ticats.ca slash journey dash rewards to enter to win two tickets on Via Rail hotel and game tickets, plus a chance at other prizes, including autographed Ticats jerseys or $250 gift card to the Ticats shop. Go on the road with the Ticats to Ottawa with Journey Rewards. Again, Ticats.ca slash journey dash rewards. Okay, coach, fan question for you. There is a, this one is interesting. The origin of this is very interesting. It's coming from Steve Birch in Australia. Coach and Luke, congrats on Saturday night's win. Thank you. <laughs> Which was Sunday morning here. You said that the post game. Sh- you said on the post game show it was just two points. But tell us, fans, what a victory like that means to you, your family, and your friends after a season starts like this. Thanks from Steve. Hey, thanks for the question, Steve, and thanks for the support all the way from down under. Um, yeah, it it is in the gist of the things. It is two points, but it was two important points for us. Um, yeah, the feeling, I think ABC Wide World of Sports uh, summed it up the best. And there was this thing that I always watched growing up, and it was called um, it was called Wide World of Sports, but they had this theme song and theme opening that said the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. And I think whoever coined that's got it exactly right. And the thrill of victory is an emotion that you feel, um, and you share it in the locker room after the game when I come in from doing the media and you can see just, just the jubilation of everybody's hard work. And it's not just players. It's equipment. It's therapists. It's ownership, president, you know, you name it. It's people in the waiting room. And so those are things that, as you can tell, they're hard to describe. You have to feel it. The music's pumping. you got to tell them to turn it down. And people are, they may be dancing and that sort of thing. And then the car rides home is always nicer, always nicer. You know, it's kind of fun. Everybody gets to drive home. People may even walk home and feel good about life after a win. So that's kind of internally. For me, it's it's usually short-lived, but to say that I don't enjoy it, or don't feel good, I would be lying. It's, there's so much hard work that goes into it that uh, I just love the feeling, and uh, you don't really ever get sick of it. Yeah. Oh, man, it's, uh, that's the 
I said it. I remember my dad saying it in his retirement speech with the Buffalo Bills, saying the thing he'll win the most is winning games with the guys on his team, and there's nothing like it, especially, Steve, when you beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who were 12-1 and coming in. And, yeah, thanks for, thanks for writing in, Steve. Uh, fans, you can write your questions in each week to the Coach O Show, and uh, each week we'll, we pick at least one to read off. So you can send those to gameday at ticats.ca, and next week we uh, may pick your question to be on Coach O's show. Uh, the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is presented by Turkstra Lumber. Check out the project coaches at Turkstra Lumber. They can help with every part of your home renovation from designing your deck to ordering your new front door. Learn more at turkstralumber.com, and be sure to send in those fan questions to gameday at ticats.ca. Coach, you're getting ready to go into Montreal. You beat Montreal to, you'd have the tiebreaker. You'd be second uh, uh, in the East and in the playoffs uh, at that moment. Um, what, are you, what are you looking forward to the most and what do you expect from Montreal? I expect them to be fresh, to be confident. I expect their fans to be loud. Um, expect their best. You know, and that's that's it. And, you know, shoot, this is there's no easy games any week. And this environment's going to be hostile. And, you know, I just I like the build up to it and whatnot. But uh, we're not going to focus on the end result. We're going to focus on the process. And um, but, yeah, that's what I'd say. I think Montreal is going to be fired up and ready to go and be a confident team. And and we're going to be the exact same. So that's why you play the game. Love it. Coach, best of luck with a with a uh, slightly shorter week of prep as you guys get ready for that big game and excited to make the call with RJ Broadhead. That game will be this Friday. It is in Montreal, 7.30 p.m. start time. Coach, best of luck. Have a great week, man. Hey, I appreciate it, Luke. Look forward to next week. Another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is in the books. Let us know your thoughts. Email us at gamedayatticats.ca. Coach O and Luke are back next week to discuss the latest from the locker room. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.